Is this gonna go in the podcast? Because if it's for the podcast, then a little bit scared and a little bit nervous, and also excited to hear what torture you have for me today. I've already been torturing you for like a solid 15 minutes, so it's all good. Hi, welcome to the Kingdom of Thrones podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Hallie. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been good. It's been a it's a it's a late recording. It's 7:30, which might it's as well just... be midnight for me. Oh wow. Um, I'm not. Yes. That's not an exaggeration. I go to sleep very early. This is already my bedtime. Um, I've got a hair mask in. I'm wearing my Brendan Fraser t-shirt or sweatshirt. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just had some cake. <clears throat> did my cake chores. Yeah. I mean, let's do this. Yeah. I also actually would like to note that it is so hot today and you're sitting in a small enclosed room in a sweatshirt. I'm wearing capris. So am I. Yeah, but I got cold earlier because I was showing too much skin. (laughs) Is that the reason you got cold? Because your body was like, "Mm, you're being a little bit of a slut right now. (laughs) Better make her cold. I'm also wearing a t-shirt, which you know I never wear. Okay, but you're wearing it under a sweatshirt. Yeah, because I had to put the sweatshirt on because I was wearing a t-shirt because my arms got cold. Oh my god, it says My it's arms and my calves days. are freezing. Well, you're insane. I run very cold. I'm, I'm a lizard. You have told me this before. Yes, yes. I need a little basking rock and a heat lamp like I am a french fry. I mean, isn't that the goal of life? <laughs> to just become a french fry? <laughs> to just be a french fry? I mean... Uh... Not if you're thick cut. That's just nasty. Thick cut fries. If I wanted to eat a baked potato, if I wanted to eat a half baked baked potato, I would fucking just eat a baked potato. Like I don't need that shit. Don't put that shit on my plate. They're never cooked all the way, and they're just like dry. The salt doesn't penetrate that deep. They're nasty. Thin cutter, it's nothing. Or no, that's a lie. It's it is definitely curly fryer. It's nothing, but I can't always get what I want. Curly fries are delicious and amazing. They are the top tier fryer. Um, but thin cut fries are the only other option. Shoestring fries? Just give me those little crunchy I babies. I love shoestring fries. Have you ever had batter dipped fries? Yes. Yeah, those are. Oh, I hate to tell you this. Fries. I hate to tell you this, but there mm. used to be a place near the bookstore that had the best battered French fries. Oh, cool! So you it, hate me? It's closed now. It's gone. Yeah, no, I picked on. Yeah. I picked up that. There were two places where it. you could get French fries, and both of them have closed. So now oh, there are no well, French fries in the neighborhood. Thanks. You're welcome. Should we talk about books? Uh, I don't know why we would. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why either. This is not that kind of podcast. No. Uh, <laughs> you considering the last episode that? Okay, so the episode that's coming out prior to this one mm-hmm. is going to be Stacey Agdern, but the the, the history of us, mm. and then the but the episode that in real time just came out mm. was uh was the Raylo episode. Um, so actually, we don't necessarily talk about books. <laughs> I did see that in the episode list, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. no. Uh, well, it is I'm excited to listen to it. It is entirely opinion from from the perspective of two people who were very invested in Raylo at the very beginning of things. And it is, V was like, 
yeah, you weren't very even-handed with this one at all. And I was like, no, I know. <laughs> there was no way. I like I try I tried to be, but also I was like, but this is also a shipping war, and I feel like if I if I like actually do an in-depth deep dive, I'm I'm doing the world a disservice. So we're just gonna gab about it and make fun of ourselves from 2017, and that's about it. Yeah. That's valid. That's what we did. We you didn't, about you didn't decide to read that one book that was very obviously a Raylo fan fanfiction that was turned into a real book? Actually, there's one coming out in September. Yeah, I know. That's one. the book I was talking about. You were like, hey, do you know that book? There's two. There's multiple. There's multiple. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. <clears throat> what you're talking about is... Bah, 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 I literally put it in the Discord today. It's the one Going where they on like Discord. work in a science lab, right? It is. The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. And I did not know. Why? I didn't even look to, Do they have the same name as it. me? They even spelled the same. Um, Rude. They, they named the, the male protag, they named him uh, Adam, which I feel like is... They really just went for I it. I feel huh? like you shouldn't be allowed to do that, actually. I've got complicated feelings about publishing fan fiction. I'm, I don't swing hard one way or the other. I, I, yeah, that's that's a discussion for another day. So but you, I, do, I have I have complex feelings. You definitely want your Naruto fanfiction published. I think that <laughs> if my Naruto fanfiction were to be published, I would be canceled <laughs> so fast it would break my neck. <laughs> oh wow! I just ever since it was first mentioned, I have wanted to read that fanfiction, and I know you will never you, ever tell me. And I you don't. You don't want to read do. it. Like you don't. You think you do because you think it would be funny. <laughs> but I think you, fourteen-year-old Abigail, had thoughts read, and feelings. She had read. She read too much fan fiction, uh-huh. and she thought certain things were normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> that weren't. Mm-hmm. And certain things. Listen, I've always liked villains, so things oh. got weird. <laughs> and oh. all I'm going to say about that, it's bad. I am. Uh, it horrifies me to know that I think at this point probably like 45,000 people have read that 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 story. It's a lot of humans. Like Something wild. Anyway, every like few years I go back and look at those stats and I just kind of cry a little bit. But Oh, cool. Yeah, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. And actually, now that I've mentioned it, I probably will just have to go and delete the whole thing because I can't. I can't risk that. Um, but listen, Aww, we've man. all written some fucked up shit. Speaking of writing fucked up shit, okay. Wow, I just like peaked like my whole levels here. Anyway, um, buddy, you, Allie, me, yeah, hey, bud, yeah. We're gonna talk about something today that you have, you and I have kind of discussed lately oh, in the shop before. Potatoes, um, spuds. We do talk about spuds more often these days, what with my spud hat. Yeah. Um, and all. Um, but no. Well, no. So, <laughs> okay. So today we are talking about a, a romance land. Saying the word romance landia out loud is got a horrible mouthfeel, but that's typically what people call the romance community. I don't like it. Oh. It's nothing, nothing on anybody. You like what you like, and it's whatever. It came long before I came around. Okay. Saying it out loud with my human mouth feels like um, sludge is kind of dripping out a little bit. It just, I don't. So like, like a really sexy like a, feeling. Some nutrient like, like a mouthful of out. pond scum kind of just bubbling. Um, and I and I don't necessarily enjoy that feeling or that taste, so I don't. Um, Thank you. But for that in the horrifying description. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so so in the romance community, 
uh, there are a few classics, right? There's your Cressley Coles, there are your, your Lorraine Heaths, your Miss Bevs, there your they're, they're, everyone. There are like certain pillars of of this generation of romance fan um, that everyone recommends to everybody. Anytime you like find a newbie in the romance genre and people are like, oh, what, what should I read if I like X, Y, and Z? People always go the same like five okay. to ten authors, right? Um, and one of these authors we have talked about uh, occasionally and they have been mentioned briefly on this podcast in a previous episode called Shifters, Baby! Wait, I I listened to that one. You did. Yeah, but Today, I listened to it far enough apart that I don't fully remember. You should take notes on all the podcasts you listen to. Oh, sorry about that. It's really kind of. Uh, you want me to know? keep a, a talk, notebook? Just we can talk about this off air. Actually, if that. Um, you want me to keep a notebook? Just of, could, should I just put your you name on the cover? Now, but should I just fine. put Abigail um, on the cover and just like have a notebook full of like. The fact Things that, that I know that you about don't you don't already have a notebook with my face on it is distressing even more. And I don't know why you want to do this in front of our kids and everybody <laughs> on the podcast, but fine. If you want to have, if you want to hash it out now, we can do that. We can do that. But I don't know why you have to. I mean, I was I was waiting to get a notebook that I thought would be worthy of you. You know, the fact that you wouldn't customize. I mean, obviously, but customized notebooks take a while. We haven't known each other for that long, Abigail. I'm sorry, you didn't start a notebook about everything that I've ever said to you 10 minutes after meeting me? Well, I was at work. And? <laughs> we have notebooks! Listen, I didn't say it was reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're the opposite of whatever reasonable is. So you were actually talking about something else, though. Yeah, I was actually talking about the thing we are going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Before we start arguing in front of our children and family. Um, Never wanted kids. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, don't, talk, don't say that in front of our kids. Why are all of the people who listen now my children? <laughs> when, you, it's too late. You can't say you don't want kids after you have them. <laughs> That was cruel. What, what agreement did I sign with you that we are now adopting all of the people who listen to this show? The moment you came on this podcast, you became their parent. So these people have a lot of parents. They do. They do have a lot of parents. Like, okay. Well, as long parents. as I'm co-parenting with enough people, I guess I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll send them an awkward uh, card on Christmas. Like, hey, bud. Anyway. Oh, so good. Okay. We are talking about today. I'm in, I'm, we're getting back on track. We're going to talk about it, what we're going to talk about. We are 12 minutes in to this thing. You told me 15 minutes and then I would be tortured. We'd already been talking. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop trying to derail me. <laughs> so we are talking today about mm -hmm. the book that is recommended to literally everyone. <laughs> this is in your like, oh, you've started reading romance. Here's your starter kit. Like, uh, <laughs> wanting to say beatbox even though that's not correct <laughs> is there a subgenre of romance that's beatbox romance please tell me yes almost certainly yes <laughs> uh if there's anything i've i've realized uh, since starting this podcast is that every genre exists uh, everything you can imagine exists but today in the kit that you get when you say i like romance that shows up at your door uh bundled like a little baby dropped off by a stork is a book called a slave to sensation. Oh, I've actually heard of this book. By Nalini Singh. That's why I've heard of this book. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. 
So, okay, okay. To are you pouring wine? <laughs> Maybe you just got this like little like devilish look on your face. I just heard cluck cluck cluck. <laughs> anyway, I need wine for uh, this, bud. I know, I know. So, I. I hear what you're saying. Abigail, you love Cressley Cole. You love, like, I am i can't remember any other authors right now, but you love paranormal romance. You love, you love sci-fi. You love, like, shifters and werewolves and weird shit, right? Yes, I do say uh, this of course, to you all the time. Yes, you do. Of course, you love uh, Nalini Singh. Well, meh. Here's a... Here's the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. When something gets recommended to you enough, mm-hmm. there's a certain thing that can happen, mm-hmm. a little switch that gets flipped if you, like, pass the threshold of, like, how many times it's acceptable to have something recommended to you. And you start avoiding that thing. Because it's just been recommended to you too much. Yeah. So, I, way back when I did the Shifter's Baby episode, mm-hmm. I had not read any of Nalini Singh. I had no idea where to start. Everyone was always like, oh, you gotta read your book. It's like, everyone's crazy about Nalini Singh's books. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that, I think, at that point. Like, yeah. her books have to be fucking gangbusters. And, and that's unfair, because very, very few books actually hit all of, like, everyone's buttons all the time, right? Um, everyone has very unique tastes, particularly in romance. It's a very personal genre. Um, I may love something deeply in every way and love everything about it, and you may read it, and, like, one thing is not to your taste, and it ruins the whole thing for you. Okay. So I was kind of intimidated, didn't know where to start. Saw that everybody was like, you got to start with The Slave to Sensation. That was like her like, biggest book and like started everything with the Side Changeling series. And I was like, checked it out. That bitch is like 400 fucking pages long. And I was like, damn, I don't want to do that right now. So I tried to find uh, uh-huh. a book that had like a sh- either like a shorter book or whatever. I found that she had published in a novella. Oh God, a novella in an anthology Definitely of shifters. Like novella. Uh, <laughs> and and I was like, okay, cool. That's like a hundred pages long. Whatever. That's dope. That's that's a good entry point to this universe to see if I like her writing. See if I like any. You know, whatever. And I read it, and it was it was fine. It was interesting. I don't know. I realized that it's not the best way to judge anybody's writing who who typically writes long form yeah. because they're not necessarily good at writing novellas. Yeah. That's not that's not actually a good judge. I it was a mistake. I thought it well, was fine. The fact that you've admitted to the the making a mistake is pretty impressive. I, that never happens. Don't get used to it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. That is actually a lie. I am constantly saying I'm a dumbass so that I never actually have to be culpable for anything. No, I know. Um, we, yeah. But I, I, so I read it and it was fine. I couldn't get past the fact that the main character's name was Kirby that like really like couldn't, couldn't. Like the little yes. pink ball? Yeah, like a little Kirby. Yeah, like the, like the omnipotent god Kirby. So hungry. That's true. Um, Kirby is terrifying. But Kirby is horrifying, yes. Mm-hmm. But. Unless you like Vore. It was f- Unless you like Vore, which is, you know, something that you can like. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. We don't shame, we don't shame on this uh-uh. pod. I'm probably... Well, now I need to find a gore romance novel. A vore, vore, a vore romance novel. I'm sorry. There's a lot of gory romance novels. Don't actually need help with that one. <laughs> a vore romance novel, which... 
I hate my life that I've done this to myself. Anyway. Uh, I think I did it to you and you're welcome. Well, then I, I hate you and I hate that you've come into my life and done these things uh, and that you're eating pizza right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did I finally get you so, with that bit of audio? That one that one was crunchy. That one was real <laughs> sticky and crunchy. You know. Uh, just girly Anyway. Things. so So I read this book and I was like, okay, this is fine. Couldn't get past the fact that her name was Kirby. The like love story itself was like a little rushed. Um, and and it wasn't an auspicious beginning, right? But lately, again, I've been seeing the slave to sensation doing the rounds, and I was like, it's been a couple of months now, and I was like, okay, you gotta give her another shot. Like you, that was not yeah. a fair shake. You have to. So yesterday, uh, I was like, what am I gonna do an episode with Allie? What am I gonna do it on? I hadn't really decided yet because I had one in mind, and then I was like, Meh, I don't think so. Um, so Some I tell was, me what that was. I will tell you after we are finished recording, because um, I'm saving it for somebody else. Ooh. Uh, who will it will torture more? <laughs> but <clears throat> yes. So I, I picked it up yesterday, and I started reading it, and I finished it almost entirely in one sitting, which was a bad choice for my health and my eyes. Um, but it was fine. It, listen, I have I have some opinions. I have some complicated and nuanced thoughts. I I have analyses. I have pros. I have cons. I have compliments. I have criticisms. We have got it all. But before we get into what this book is about and what Abigail has to say about it and why that's important because everything I say is so fucking important. Mm-hmm. Allie, what do you what do you what do you think about you've you've read you've read some Nalini Singh, yes? Yeah, I've read yes, uh or? two of her books. Um I have a complicated relationship with it. A yeah. a good yeah. friend uh recommended them and so I mm-hmm. wanted to like them because mm-hmm. my friend liked them very much. Um, mm-hmm. There were parts of it that I enjoyed. I think mm-hmm. that if Nalini Singh wrote straight science fiction, mm-hmm. she would mm-hmm. do really cool stuff. Like it was mm-hmm. all of the stuff that had nothing to do with the romance was super fascinating. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the stuff that had to do with the romance just made me a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because the descriptions yeah. of uh why they were in love and how much they wanted to um <clears throat> bone down mm-hmm, were mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a little much for me. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've talked about it before. We, have. we we briefly we briefly touched on it in in the Shifters Baby episode um where we kind of I I gave a a light overview of some of the controversy in terms of like particularly in shifter romances anything that has a sort of mating imperative tends to get into some sticky territory <laughs> you you look like the pout pout fish <laughs> uh it tends to get into some sticky territory with things like gender and mm-hmm. biological sex yeah. and how uh you you must be one thing and your entire life's purpose and sexuality is 100% based on your biological sex mm-hmm. and and your position in society is based on that too and it is incredibly rigid and you better be ready to get a dicking down and get a baby in and then get a baby out because mm-hmm. that's all that matters yep. not to say that that isn't Alini Singh's books but that is the broadest 
overview of the trends in shifter romances in particular. Yeah. If you don't know what a shifter I mean, is, listen to shifters, baby. But I'm going to briefly explain what a shifter is. Hold on. Okay. Shifter is a human person, a person who <laughs> can turn into an animal person. Than, wait, no, this is worse than bus fit. What did you say? What did you say to Chad? A bustomer? I sold a book to a puppet the other day and I made it really bad. I made a really bad portmanteau. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I called him a, a bustomer. <laughs> It's yeah, just man. as funny the second time around. It's pretty good. It's pretty choice. I've said some fucked up shit in my time, and that was that's that's probably top top twenty. <laughs> I wish I had been right there. there with Bukake George. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I gave you that cake. How could you do this to me? <laughs> you gave me George. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what king chores are, you gotta go to the Discord. That's all I'll say. Uh, link in the description. Oh, um, God. It's that good shit. It's that good shit. But, uh, <laughs> not to say... Okay, so a shifter is a person, a human person, who can turn into an animal at will. Um, they're not necessarily werewolves. It's usually in the, in the like, broad spectrum of, of paranormal romance. It's like... You were born with this ability, and you can turn into a very specific animal, and that animal usually has an influence on, like, how you move as a human, and also, like, your personality and whatever the fuck. Okay. Not saying Nalini Singh's books necessarily have all of those things, but in a, if we're looking at, but, if we're using our critical, if we're looking, if we're using our critical lens, we're putting on our critical lens. There glasses, are no gay people in her books at all. There's, Homosexual mm, people do not exist. Nobody in the LGBTQ plus spectrum exists. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that there are none in any of her books. None that I, there were no, no LGBTQ people in the book that I read. None in the ones that you've read. I haven't heard any of the characters or not even main characters, but like any of the characters being gay. Maybe in her most recent books, they are, it is addressed at some point. Um, but not that I have seen. That I, I want to say I want to cover my ass here because she's written a lot of fucking yeah. books. It's not impossible. Yeah. But but also the the trend in this paranormal space, this like paranormal romancy space here, particularly with shifters, if it is not exclusively written as gay romance, they, there are like no LGBTQ people. Yeah. Like that's just kind of the trend. I mean, and it is changing now, but. Even just the gender roles, like part of yeah. the other part of what got me was the very, very strict gender roles that mm -hmm. were made obvious in the way that the two main characters in both of the books that I read interacted romantically. So anytime mm -hmm. they were interacting in a romantic sense, there was these descriptions of both of them, the descriptions of the like ways that they viewed each other that were mm -hmm. so, so rigidly gendered that it was yeah. just this 
very uncomfortable experience for me. The, the male is usually the aggressor. He's usually the much more sexually forward one. The the female in the equation is always sort of reluctant, uh, sexually speaking, and has to be kind of coerced or, or coaxed uh, into having a relationship with this person. Um, and this is all framed in terms of like animalistic behavior where like they're almost always alpha males, literally alpha males yeah. who are like leaders of their pack and stuff. But before we get into all of that, I, I do want to give a brief overview of what the actual book is about. And you got to let me finish it, Allie. Okay. Um, Eat your pizza and shut up. Okay. God, that was a, that was a crunchy one. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> So A Slave to Sensation is the first book in the Psy Changeling series, um, which is quite the title. Uh, this is a beloved series. People fucking love this series. And I understand why. This is an incredibly interesting premise. The The characters are very interesting. Yeah. The The world building is incredibly yes, interesting. The world so building. Let me break it down. Let me break it down real fast. In this world, we are in the near future. It is like 2079 or some shit. And uh, there are like hover cars, clean energy, um, and and like like advanced tech, but we're not like there's no like space travel as far as I've seen or anything like that. It's it's near future. It's a near better future, for the most part. Also in this world, uh Shifters have always existed alongside humans and live more or less peacefully, and so do the Psy, which are a human sub-race, you could say, a, a, a complementary race. They're, I mean, they're all like, they all, they're all human, but just different flavors. The Psy are specifically a, I know, uh, a, a psychic sub-race of humans who, like, extremely psychic. And they have they're they've gone full Vulcan and have excised all emotion from their uh from their their culture. Or have they? Or have they? Spoilers. They have it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And and the main so the 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 main premise of the first book is that a young Psy woman who uh has been keeping the secret that she does in fact feel things for her entire life for fear that i know for fear that they will rehabilitate her which is basically a psychic lobotomy or just kill her outright if they find out um because that is very real and would definitely happen to her and this shifter this alpha shifter of a of a of a pack of oh fucking leopards i guess there's some there's some other animals mixed in that in that pot but it's mostly leopards um yeah the first book i think is leopards yeah it's leopards um and they they come together uh where the the alpha shifter is trying to his name is lucas he's trying to uncover a serial killer who they believe is a psi who has been killing young changeling women um and and her who is unknowingly being used towards that end because he believes that she has access to the inner circle of the ruling psi who her mother is one um when she does not and surprise surprise it turns out (gasps) she's his mate and i one thing i do like about nalini singh's like mating stuff Mm. a lot of times and I don't have any problem with either way, but I do think it's interesting when someone doesn't take the easy route, which is in Nalini Singh's universe, or at least in the Psy Changeling universe, you you don't recognize your mate right away. You actually, like, sort of over time 
develop the mate relationship, which was which is cool because a lot of times it's like I smelled this this person. That's my person. My my inner leopard understands immediately, and I chase they her to the end of the world. Smelled so good. They smelled so dang tasty, like like thin cut fries. <laughs> they just smelled like a plate of curly fries. Oh, the spud. <laughs> my spud sense was tingling. That's my person. <laughs> That's my person. They're my spate. Ew. Ew. You've done this to yourself, <laughs> Abigail. Uh, they're my mater time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really angry at how good you are at those. Like, very mad. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm a wordsmith, a smither of words. <laughs> Mater Todd. God, I hate you. My little Mater Todd. Why would you say that just as I was about to take a drink of my wine? Why would you do that? Why do you have wine? You should know better than have liquids when you're on my podcast. I'm 72% liquid. Um, So... This is like a it's a it's a paranormal romance wrapped up in a near future sci-fi wrapped up in a paranormal wrapped up in a we need to catch a serial killer thriller. There's a lot of fucking going on in these books. It's that's what I forgot. The first one. Yeah. The thing that really got me was that like and the thing that really kept me reading was the serial killer plot. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, this is interesting. Tell me more about this murderer." Yeah. But and and like and then it got to the romance and I was like mm, no okay it's and it's hard right it's hard when in romance you you have to make the romance the center of the story when you introduce something as high stakes as a serial killer you can do that you can do a, a like a romantic thriller the problem becomes when you keep enfolding these really interesting concepts one after the other on top of the other it becomes a kind of croissant of nonsense like it's still going to taste good but it may not bake right you know like <laughs> you know what i'm saying a croissant of nonsense is just very good <laughs> it's it's like all these good things mm. it's still just like butter and flour and that's great yeah. but like it's 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 not going to be perfect you have too much going on too much good shit going on for everything to kind of balance out as it should um and as like a writer like that's just that's just a craft thing it's just it's hard as fuck to do and obviously many 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 people feel like she was extraordinarily successful in doing that i personally could have used one or the other being the dominant plot and it kind of felt like it was was switching back and forth a little bit that being said i read the whole fucking book in one sitting yeah like it was a good book i enjoyed it i enjoyed it way more than i enjoyed the novella i thought her prose personally i enjoyed much more um yeah that's the thing she's not at all a bad writer like her writing is good i just the romance that she writes makes me mildly uncomfortable you know and what's interesting too is Nalini Singh is actually pretty fucking even-handed in terms of her gender role shit in 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 her like shifter world. I've read a lot of shifter romance at this point. I'm a sucker for any sort of paranormal beast beast person. A, a, person. a, a blood sucker, you might say. I love me a of befanged Vladdy. I love him, but like, I. I was reading her books and I kept waiting for it to get way more gendered. And she's 
looking at it objectively, she's for what it is, she's pretty fucking even-handed. Like women are soldiers. Uh yeah. th- there's no strict male hierarchy. There's some yeah. they they acknowledge the toxic masculinity that can kind of happen sometimes with these like bros in a pack, you know, a pack dynamic. <laughs> um and it, it, like the women are just like Ugh. Yeah. And that's like and that happens in real life. So I get that. But that being said, again and again, still, the women are in these romantic relationships are kind of shoved into this hole of like, yeah, they may be spunky, they may be brave, they may be scrappy, and they may fight and maybe like shifters with their own set of claws, right? And they demand respect. The moment they enter into a relationship, they kind of are relegated to being like, again, the one who is pursued, the one yeah. who's sexually the less dominant one, like... And it's and in Nalini Singh's books, I will say it's very subtle. It's not nearly as overt as in it is in many many books, but it's still there. Yeah. And when you consider the, also the lack of LGBTQ representation in these books, or even the question of where they exist in yeah. this world, it's like, like I understand if you're uncomfortable as a straight person writing LGBTQ characters as like. <laughs> Cute characters, uh, queerers, queer, queer. Uh huh. Try sorry. one more. I'm sorry. You want to try one more? <laughs> um, queerers, but maybe? Uh, we're we're moving on. Okay. Um, I understand. I understand if you feel like a you don't want to like co-opt someone else's space. B you are uncomfortable because that's not a story you feel like you are able or should tell. Um, like all those things, I get. But to never in any of this be, like, even a casual mention of, like, oh, yeah, Jeff over there and his husband, you know? Yeah. Like, anything. Nothing. Yeah. It's weird. It's it weird. makes me it's think weird that, like... It's scrubbed, scrubbed free of, of my friends, and I don't enjoy that. No, I mean, like, it wasn't even the gender roles outside of the romance that really bothered me. There was, like, a little bit of that where I was like, meh, but... They did create well-rounded, like, Nalini Singh did create well-rounded female characters who yeah. have agency in until they get to the bedroom. <laughs> until they get to the romance. And then also the other part was that, like, as much as I liked the characters separately in each of those, like, I thought that Lucas and, mm, I can't remember her name, and I only remembered Lucas because you said it. <laughs> I don't remember names well. Um, Sasha Duncan. Dun- Wait, what? Sasha Duncan. Sasha. Yeah. Um, Like, I liked Sasha and Lucas separately as people. I thought they were really cool. And I liked their romance better than I liked the romance in the second book. But I still felt like certain parts of the romance didn't feel very romantic to me. They just felt like these two people just were really horny for each other. There is that. Well, she has gone her entire life without any sort of human touch or sensation. So, like, I get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There is that. Uh, And he's also, the implication is that because he's a leopard, he's, like, extra horny, which is hilarious. I don't know how that works. Are leopards extra horny? I don't think so, but, like, (laughs) that's the implication that because he's some sort of cat, he's, like, extra sensual. Oh, because people always, like, think of cats as, like, these slinky creatures. Yeah. The thought of thinking of cats as sexy, though, is weird, considering that I live in a house with two of them, and looking at the two of them, just, no. Well, they don't, you don't know that they don't think you're sexy. Oh. Uh-oh. Here's, here's what I want to say, though. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of, like, okay, here's what I really liked. 
on one side, I really like the stuff with the sigh. I thought that was so fucking yeah, interesting. Yeah, fascinating. The stuff with like the this like psychic net mm-hmm. that she can't be untangled from, or else she'll die because her brain needs the feedback. And like all this stuff, and the idea of like building firewalls so other psi can't get in your mind, and how everyone has like forced themselves to be rid of emotion in order to not go absolutely insane all the time. Like cool shit, cool shit. Yes. In the column of things that kind of made me like I didn't quite understand. I wouldn't mm. say I didn't like them, but I just, I just didn't get. And I mm. and I, I do understand kind of where this is coming from. So, he is a wear leopard. To, to let's just say he's a, he's a man who turns into a leopard sometimes at will. A full-size leopard. Just a man who turns into a leopard sometimes. Yeah. You know, know, as we all do. Um, And in this world, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Changelings, shifters, are a thing. They are a classification of human, and they exist and have their own territories and their own laws and all this stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So it is is a normal thing. And so I see how this would happen. Mm. What I'm saying is... The fact that he sometimes turns into a full-size fucking leopard is, like, not a plot point at all or, like, addressed beyond the fact that he is the alpha of his pack. Yeah. And he, like, every he like a couple of times turns into a leopard, and it's, like, whatever. And I feel like if my mans turns into a giant-ass fucking leopard sometimes, that needs to be addressed a little bit more, you know, like, head-on. Occasionally, like, I know that it's normal, so I understand the need to, like, or the impulse to downplay it. Like, yeah, yeah he turns into a leopard time, whatever, the, whatever, no, nothing matters. It's not as important as, like, his pack dynamics and the and politics and, like, all the stuff going on. Again, I'm going to say, I think this is a symptom of folding so many cool things on yeah. top of one another and creating that shitty croissant that, like, like, you, you... That got lost. The fact that this man was a leopard got lost. And I'm like, t- talk to me more. Like, he's like, he's like, let's say on screen in quotes as a leopard, like four times in this like 400 page book. You get once per 100 pages of leopard and that's it. Just like, fucking, if my man's was a leopard, I'd be like, okay, turn into a leopard now so you can be like my lap heater, please. Thank you Yeah, you would do that. I was just thinking, my thought was, mm, on one hand, that would be very cozy, and on the other hand, too warm. Just too warm. I'm cold all the yeah, time. I know. Please, please I know. be my shawl. Yeah. You just, yeah. you, <laughs> you just want a big, fluffy, like, bed heater. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna have to deal with the gender roles, too, though. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I mean, it's fine, I guess. Like, it's not that bad, but it's like, uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to live in her universe. I mean, as That's long as he's sure. big, right? I mean, as long as he's big, I'm willing to put up with like a lot. <laughs> like it, it's a flaw. Uh, and he is he is quite large. I mean, he's not like he's not as big as I might want him to be, but he's. I mean, you want him nine feet tall and. And I want him as big as a house, yeah. Yeah. I want him to have the like, uh, like metric like weight of like, uh, of a rhino, but like condensed. Oh, into oh no! I have great news for you, Abigail. Um, National Geographic just announced today that uh, fossils of a colossal rhino have been found. It was taller than a giraffe, weighed up to twenty four tons, and had a three point eight foot long skull. It's your man. What kind of man? <laughs> That's the kind of shifter you want. Giraffe-sized rhino. 
Okay, but giraffe size in what term? Because giraffes are, Height like, tall wise. in the leg, but, like, are we measuring to the top of the head? Because that's a fucking insanely tall rhino. I kind of hope so, because the thought of that is truly horrifying, and I feel like if <laughs> it wasn't that... That's fucking terrible! Yeah. Oh my god, it's like... I'm, like, imagining that, my brain doesn't want to do it. No. Like, all I can think of is the, like, tripods from War of the Worlds, <laughs> but, like, rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just the kind that. of man I need. <laughs> oh, speaking of the kind of man I need. So my favorite movie. Oh my god, my I just saw your knee. World. Yeah, I holy shit! I'm wearing. You can see the flesh of my leg. Holy crap! Look at that. I know. Whoa, it's very white. Yeah, I'm not you can surprised. See my secret freckle. My secret freckles right there. I'm like the least surprised, Abigail. <laughs> you don't see <laughs> sun. You don't put sc- sun on your skin. You're too cold. <laughs> No, no, I'm constantly wearing long sleeve shirts and jeans. Yes, or tights, um, or both. No, so we were watching my my one of my favorite movies of all time, um, for very complicated reasons that I feel no need to explain to anybody, but I will. Um, that is Jupiter Ascending. Oh, great movie. movie! Saw it in theaters. I'm obsessed with that film. I know everything about that movie. Of course you do. Uh, do you really like what I, she says to him? I love dogs. I've always loved dogs. Yes. <laughs> Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis have negative chemistry. They suck the sexual chemistry out of the room. And it is <laughs> glorious. <laughs> that man couldn't speak because his jaw insert that they, they gave him these crazy ass fucking fangs that you only see in one scene, but he's wearing the entire film. He can't actually talk with them in. So Channing Tatum can't deliver his fucking lines. Anyway, anyway, I could talk about this movie forever. But in the movie, there are amongst many things mm-hmm. like um, like bee people, people and and albino uh, space dog men with wings and and uh, Eddie Redmayne being Eddie Redmayne, whatever he was at that point, a sexy uh, shirtless twink for the, the entire thing. Um, beyond the, all of that, uh-huh. and that is not even fucking touching the space DMV yeah. arc of that movie. I'm obsessed with it. There are dinosaurs mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs are their own like like space-faring species. They have wings. They're so hot. I yeah. don't remember this well enough to know what you need you're to look at it. Look it up about? right now. Look it up. Look up Jupiter ascending dinosaurs mm-hmm. right now. I would get down and nasty with those scaly bastards in a heartbeat. Is this why you constantly ask me, would you fuck that dragon? Would you fuck that dragon? I would also fuck a dragon, but they're not the same. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm assuming you just looked them up, yeah? I'm sorry, Abigail. What the actual fuck? I need you to know. I need you to know, Abigail. I need you to know. I need you to know that those dinosaurs look like the Goombas in the 1980s film about the Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, but With they're like CGI nice tall instead of practical like effects. Sexy voices, and they wear like leather biker jackets. Are you kidding me, Abigail? A fuck's heavy with those. What? Dinos. What the fuck? <laughs> and their names are like, like, like Gorgil. Sargorn. Like Sargorn. Sargorn are a branch Sargorn, of species sorry. of Sarosapien. Oh my god, Gregan. Gregan is one of them. Jesus Christ, yeah. I cannot believe you, Abigail. <laughs> I looked at it. I was thinking, oh, okay, so we're gonna get some like weirdly sexy dinosaurs. All right, 
I need all of you listeners to first look up these sexy, and I am putting that in quotes, dinosaurs. Um, You literally can just type in Jupiter Ascending Dinosaurs and you will get a large number of images right at the top. Um, They're wearing leather jackets. Okay, that's not a good excuse. Um, And then I need you to type in Mario Brothers movie, Goombas. (laughs) Hold on, I need to see. Wait, is it the Goombas? Oh my god. Koopas. No, isn't it? Oh! Well... Yeah. How, big, how tall are they? No, like very tall. They got tiny little heads though, huh? Yeah. They got tiny like little very heads. tall. No, yeah, you can type in Mario Brothers movie Koopa. Um, and it's a pretty similar experience. One of them is just um, angrier than the other one. I I fully disagree. I actually this is contentious. I, I think you are slandering uh I think you are slandering my, my good dinosaur friends, and I don't appreciate it. And I don't. I think Are you mad because your dinosaurs have a better jawline than the ones that I? Have? Yes. Because yes, they are considerably hard. Okay. Okay, Abigail. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. They wear leather jackets. Oh, is that is that a marker of hotness? And their heads aren't little like little. I mean, the head is smaller than I remember. Head is quite small. Did you see this one? That's like the the concept art. Look how fucking sick he looks. He's got the his, concept like, art like, looks. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking shredded, dog. I mean, you did tell me that you just like him big. I do. I the mean, concept the art. Is the concept so art broad. is not. Yeah. Is not horrifying. the the real The reality that I have to live with now that knowing that you think the Jupiter ascending dinosaurs are hot and you would fuck one is. Um, yeah. I have yeah. to go to work with you on Monday. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna drink hey, some wine. Buddy. Well, you know, now you know. You're doing a great and job, Abigail. And you know what? I'm not going to yuck your yum. I think you're weird, but that was already a given. Yeah. I mean, that was established yeah. like a while ago. Yeah. Like so 10 minutes fine. into meeting you. <clears throat> I talked yeah, to you on the phone much. and I thought, ah, she seems normal. That's so wrong. No, you were incredibly wrong. Mm-hmm. You invited something really malicious into your life and that's that. Uh, but, I mean... I don't know if we talked about Slave to Sensation enough. I, I've got complicated feelings about it. I liked yeah. the book. I'm going to read the next one. I I did not come away from it feeling like, oh, my God, I need, like, this is my new Cressley Cole. I need, you know, like, yeah. I didn't get that, like, immediate, I love these more than anything in my life kind of feeling, and I need to read every single one or else I'll die. I thought it was good. I thought it was really interesting. Her world building is fascinating. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I respect the hell out of her, like, thought that she put into every aspect of yes. this. Yes. Maybe, maybe too much thought sometimes, or I at mean, least we got to too croissant. much detail occasionally, uh, you know, but the, 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 the croissant, you know, it's going to taste good either way, but it's just going to be, you know, maybe not baked right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, this, you know, dips into our wider conversation of, of shifters and the culture around writing shifters and, gender roles and breeding kinks and oh and you really had to bring that one that. up huh bud i'd forgotten about I did that it. it's in every single one it's yeah. less in nalini sings yeah. than you would think yeah like she has almost no i mean the first one doesn't end up with somebody pregnant which is in in itself a feat which i really uh, very was quite happy about i feel like part of like a small part of my like slight discomfort with it is that like when 
When you and Kat and I were talking about it last time, Kat was like, yeah, I 100% read romance novels just for the sex. And I was like, I do yeah. not, do not at all. I am the opposite of that. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. for me, it's a matter of like, I read romance novels for the like fluffy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of fluffy shit Mm-mm. in, in shifter romance. No. I mean, there's just too much plot to, to make that kind of feasible, like slice of life stuff, like in between novellas and stuff like that. That'll have more fluffy stuff in it, but like, there's a certain amount of action and and like plot development that's usually expected in those books, um, which does not necessarily, which is why you like rom coms more than I do, yeah. right? Like, I don't, I I have tendency to get kind of bored. Also, they hit a little bit too close to home, and I I have trouble kind of separating myself so much when I'm reading when I'm reading something in like a contemporary. Um, also the cringe hits me real hard. Yeah, I don't usually like I've realized that the ones that I read and reread and really enjoy are the ones that don't have as much of that cringe in it. I don't do that cringe. Mm. No, it hurts. No, it's hurts, why I can't watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like it literally makes me just like feel slightly nauseous. Not because it's like a bad movie, but because like the stress that I am experiencing as I watch it is creating a physical response within me (laughs) yep and it's not horniness oh i had to yeah i i occasionally have to just get up and leave when i'm like watching something and like anyway the book is good the series is good i it's not Mm. my slice of cake it's not my cake chores it's not your cake chores i in terms of where we started this conversation was that this is a book that's recommended to beginners to the genre mm. i and obviously that's been a successful strategy obviously it's something that works i personally would not recommend these books to a beginner in the genre no. um because they are not simple books which is not to say they need to be simple but like there's like a lot going on yeah. and they're not for all that they are they're actually not as romance focused yes as a lot of books, because there's, again, a lot going on. Yeah. So the romance kind of, although it is in the front seat, it's not always driving. No, it's... You know what I'm saying? It's it's the navigator. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Which, and that's not a... It's not a bad thing, but no. it's, it's it's an interesting choice yeah. for people to always recommend somebody starting yes. in the genre. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a reason for that. Maybe they think, oh... If I'm starting them out on a romance that's not so heavily focused on the romance, they'll get the usual, like, novel plot that they're used to. But then, plus, you get the sexy, sexy romance, and you get a leopard man who's hanging out around your bed, you know. And who throws you over his shoulder and drags you to bed like he does in that one scene? I don't remember that. I probably blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> a lot, honestly, but A lot of the, like, yeah. sexy stuff, I would be like, skim, skip. skim, skim, skim. I was reading on yeah, my phone. That's, that's why I'm fair. doing that motion. There's dream sex in it. I will say that. That was fun. Yeah, I don't remember that part either. The first, like, for for most of the book, like, the, the first, I don't know, 65% of the book, I would say, they have, like, obviously they have, like, no physical contact because she's shy and still maintaining this, like, facade of, of this facade. I'm sorry. I was uh, very of, confused uh, by facade. Liked it. Facade. That's my that's my redneck coming out. Foyer and facade gets me sometimes. Um, but uh, <laughs> ten out of ten. Or really or uh, or urn instead of iron. Yeah. Urn, urn, and urn, urn. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> pretty much. My grandpa, when I was in high school, how I used to earn my like pocket money was my grandpa would have me uh, badly iron his work shirts. Mm. I would just iron like like 50 shirts in one go. Like he just give me his whole closet and I just iron them all so he could just grab one. And I was bad at it. I did burn one of his shirts. I was wondering, one. I was just <laughs> about to ask, how many of his shirts did you burn? But he gave me like two bucks a shirt. Uh, so over time, I like I earned quite a chunk of change when I was like fifteen. Um, but uh, but he'd always he'd ask me, he'd be like, "Okay, so I'm gonna drop off my earning." Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Papa. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, I do that to people. Oh, oh. So yeah, like this, this like facade of of um. Well, that's all I remember about what I was saying. All I remember is that that's the word. Do your that headphones I said. have velvet on them? They do. I really like it. I've been wanting to ask that question the whole time. Are you trying to do some ASMR right now? Are you getting it? Are you getting no, it? No, which I'm really thankful for, to be honest. Hold on, let me move my pop filter. Hold on. Nope, still not getting nothing. it. Oh, you also have to realize that I'm old and I can't hear very well. I hope I hope it's like really loud for every other listener. Oh yeah. I hope someone's in the car right now and it's going <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, how does she not hear that? How old is this? God lady? damn it, Ellie. Fucking idiot. Um I mean they're anyway. not wrong. That's also true. I also Anyway, just I like these books. Myself. It's fine. They're well, they're bound to happen. They they're complicated, they're interesting. The sci-fi world, I I would recommend them to sci-fi fans. Yeah. They're near future sci-fi alternate universe, which I fucking love all of that. Yeah. There's just a lot going on. Um and and I I haven't made up my mind yet on whether or not I am a fan of the series, but I'm going to give the second one a go. And that says something. That yeah. I mean, it's another fucking 400-page book, so the book ain't bad. Yeah, I am going to want you to describe the plot to me without the romance parts of it. Because that really, like I got most of the way through the second book. And the Mm -hmm. reason that I didn't finish it was that it was way more romance heavy than the first one. And I just kept Ah. getting caught up on these romance parts where like the two main characters who are in love were like one really horny for each other, which I'm not into. Um, and I'm looking at the second one now. Hmm? I'm looking at the second one. Oh, now. yeah. Also, all the covers are very interesting. Um, well, I mean, first, for, so so for the record, Slave Sensation was published in 2009. So make of that what you will. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just personally still really like the classic romance novel covers where they literally paint a whole awkward painting of people. Yeah, paint it with tempura paint. Yeah, um, yeah tempura paint. D- yeah, it's 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 made of basically eggshell more or less, um, and it's it's really fast. It dries really quickly. It's very high pigment. But the the reason we don't use it for things like uh, gouache is much more expensive, but it has a very similar finish and color payoff is because it deteriorates super fucking fast. Mm. So most of those covers were done really really fast. And they dried really fast because of that paint, but they we don't have the originals today yeah. because they just fucking deteriorated. That's fascinating. Like flaked off. Like, yeah, that's something you learn in, in art school. Can, uh, can you have an episode where you just talk about romance novel covers? I mean, I can if that's something anybody would be interested in. I'm interested in it. Who else matters, really? Oh. That's, well, mm. I mean, most people other well, than me mm. matter. Okay, book. Why does book? Why does it go book one and then book four? Um, 
Visions of Heat is the yes. second one. Yeah. Um, which, like, I did really enjoy the non-romance portions, but they leaned even more heavily into, like, she kept describing his maleness. And he kept describing her in, like, these very, like, gendered feminine terms. And I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I need you to describe to me. Faith Nightstar. Yeah. I need you Uh. to describe to me. I mean, honestly, sometimes the names remind me of that one episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, where they talk about (laughs) warrior cats. The warrior cat names. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um, I need you to describe to me the plot because I'm very interested in finding out what happens, but I did not want to get through. And I'm sorry. Should I? I don't know if I should say her name, my friend, because I don't know if that's mean or anything. I don't think it's mean because like I was so grateful that she suggested like books and she was excited to talk. I'm like, I'm always excited to talk about those books with her, but I just can't get I mean, uh, I think that's fine. I, I expect, listen, the thing with, I mean, it's just like recommending a book in the store, right? The reason we give people five recommendations only. Yeah. <laughs> Allie. What? specifically you not giving people a giant pile of recommendations but the reason we give people a ali has a tendency to give people like 40 recommendations in one go and they get so overwhelmed but but no no, i'm sorry a lot of the people who i give recommendations to will buy a giant stack of books which i always feel guilty every time that happens which is a personal thing but 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 the reason the reason you give somebody multiple choices when you are a bookseller is because you don't know like ninety percent of what you're going to show them is not going to hit. Yeah. Right? You give them like five choices because you'd be you'll be lucky if one of them is right, and the other ones you use as like a temperature check. Like, okay, am I going in the right yeah. direction? Is this right? Same thing when you recommend a book to somebody. Especially because most people recommend one book at a time to like yeah. a friend. They'll be like, "Oh, I just read this series." Don't be offended if they don't read it or they don't like it. The odds are not in your favor in that instance. If you recommended three books to your friend, chances are, actually, they might actually read one. Yeah. That's the bookseller life, baby. Yep. Like, I'm sorry. And then, if you, and then of course, you get into the, the other thing, which is if you recommend it too much or if other people recommend a book, then, then they'll never read it because then it's just a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stubbornness. Yeah, no, I've never been stubborn in my life. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no. Anyway, that's the end of the episode, I guess. I don't know. Well, I feel like this one. I I feel kind of weird about this one because I know how beloved these books are. But we're and... not saying they're bad. Like no, that's not I what did. I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying they yeah. were not my flavor of romance, and it was yeah. specifically because of. What I assume now, after, like, is partly shifter romance, which I read none of, um, and partly my own thing, where, like, I'm not really interested in hearing about how horny other people are for each other, because I do not understand that. That's totally fine. I'm, like, I'm in the middle of you, between you and Kat. Like, I like sex in my books, because I enjoy the emotional crescendo of like of it fulfilling a certain important plot point in a in a in a romance in a in a in a relationship between these two people um but i'm not like 
I don't read books for the sex. I don't think yeah. I, I, I care too much about the story yeah. for that to ever be a thing. Whereas Kat is just like, yeah, give me straight up. Give me the give fuck. Me erotica. Give me the fuck. Like, I need to, I need that weird yeah. shit. And I'm, I love that for her. Yeah. Which is great. Um, takes all kinds. Yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, I mean, there's a spectrum and it's hard to find like sweet romances are a thing, which is the kind of gross term for, for no sex or for closed door. Which is but not, honestly, like, necessarily always what I want. I read your book, and no. I thoroughly enjoyed all parts of it. I didn't skip over the sex scenes. Oh, thank you. So there. That's a high compliment. Yeah. That's a high compliment. I also didn't skip over the sex scenes in the Talia Hibbert books that I read, but that was mostly because some of the sex she scenes funny. I read She's were very just funny. out, just wild in a way that, like, yeah. was, was, oh, boy. Oh, butternut squash. Holly- Butternut squash, my friend. She really, she really do. I do enjoy inserting like little nasty bits mm. into into the the uh, the drafts that I send my friends. Um, that I know I'm I'm I know I'm not going to keep, but I write them in there because it tickles me. And then I get messages from Paige that's just like, "Hey, I hate this." <laughs> <laughs> oh it's man, some author privileges. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had I had the word weeping in there somewhere. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not a fan. And as I was writing it, I not? like I like laughed like. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can absolutely picture that. Oh my yeah. god! There's always one. There's always one. Oh, Boise. Um, anyway. Ah, oh, you done this to it. me. You what, Boise? Oh, Boise. Oh, Boise. You started saying it uh, just constantly. So we. Uh, I can't, I can't say who, well, I guess I can say, but we have, uh, I have a very exciting interview that is going to be coming out the week after this releases, um, with, with the Victoria Aveline, who is, I know, I know, listen, uh, Victoria was fantastic. She was so kind and so sweet and so smart. And I had a great time. I made a dang fool of myself because I was just so stinking excited to talk to her and talk about her really good books. Um, but, uh, she did say aliens several times Oof. and every time I was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I've done this I'm so sorry <laughs> and if- she told me that she told me that she had to like she she had to explain to her husband what nutrient slurry was and now he, she's afraid he's gonna start saying it around the house yeah. and that's yeah uh. you will also what I absolutely hate is that you did spell aliens like my name and then yums Alia. yeah I hate it well, it feels like a personal attack a little bit. You don't know that it's not. I don't actually. I'm going to assume that it is because most of what you most do most things are is a little bit of a personal attack on me. You find ways at work to make me go. Got to give you psychic damage every every day. day. If you don't give me psychic damage every day, I don't know what happens to you, but apparently it's something bad. I like. I start to age rapidly, <laughs> <laughs> like Mother Gothel. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to steal your youth from you. Oh, oh, why do you need mine? I'm already old. I can't steal it from Kat. Because she's older than me despite being younger than me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want hers, she's too nasty. <laughs> so you're saying because I'm a sweet, I'm a sweet little lady, you can you can just steal my youth? Sweet as a sugar plum, baby. Oh, okay, I have to go. 
I'm trying to end this episode. Do you have pluggables? God, no. Obviously not. Yeah, go I to independent so. bookstores. And when you go to those independent bookstores and you ask about a book and the bookseller says, um, no, I'm sorry, we don't have that, but we can order it for you. Please don't say, oh, no, it's okay. I'll just order it online because that will make the person really dislike you. Do I know what you're talking about when you say you're going to order it online? Yeah, I do. I know. Also, put your damn mask on. Anyways, go to independent bookstores. They're great. They'll give you lots of recommendations. Sometimes too many, but I'm sorry about that. And I'm not actually sorry about it. I mean, they don't have to put the books away. Yeah, I make you do it. Anyway, I guess I'm in the plug zone now. Uh, you know where to find me. Abigail K. Kelly, uh, my personal thing on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Kingdom Thirst literally everywhere. Um do cool stuff on Instagram stories. Uh, I also do mini book reviews. And I do things. Yeah, I do them on our Instagram. I'm going to just start following you on Instagram. Excuse me. And sometimes I do, uh, when I'm in the shop, if I have a spare moment, I'll do like a, I'm in the bookstore recommendation on the story. You do? Um, uh-huh. You're at work. I would never be on my phone at work. I know you're lying to me because I have literally seen you on your phone at work. And when your phone I would, and when your phone was gone, you said, hey, Allie, hey, Allie, give me your phone. I need to get on Twitter. Yes. To be fair, I said I need to check Twitter. <sighs> now that I need to be on Twitter. There was a reason for it. It was very reasonable. Uh-huh. I had just Was it because so you were shriveling just- away without the um adoration of your many fans? Because that's what no it one seemed adores like me to on, me. No one adores me on Twitter. Listen, <laughs> no one people are nicer to me on Instagram by a mile. No. The only person who adores me on Twitter is uh, Amalia Dillon and we love her. But no, the reason I wanted needed to check Twitter was because that was the day that I announced who my main character was with his character picture for the uh like social media challenge thing um that we're doing for the for for ramp the the like mentorship program i'm in and i i just i posted a picture of virgil and i was like so fucking curious to see what people thought of my like main nasty man that i was like it is killing me not to know what people are saying and i i thought i was gonna die i didn't care on anything else i didn't care Mm. like i podcast stuff like whatever the fuck i don't give a shit you can wait but i was like my boy is out in the world for the first time and i'm not with him yeah Yeah, you chose a bad time to do that huh yeah it chose a bad time for my phone to fucking die yeah yeah anyway uh join our discord if you like um well we talk about cake chores if you want the strict definition of cake chores Ask away in the Discord. It's very fun. In you there. also, unfortunately, might get from Abigail. What did you call it mm. today with me? What did you name that? <laughs> what did you name? What did you name? What did you name your cake chores when you were eating cake while we were talking oh. for the podcast? Oh, bukkake chores. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you're the one who made me say it yeah that's because i was fully unwilling to say it myself with my human mouth (laughs) that's fair that's you made me listen to it multiple times i would never do that the discord discord is very clean and very fun we don't talk about fucking snake people in there at all Poor Victoria Aveline. She came. She comes into the Discord, and I'm like, I I put in the recommendations because I was like, oh, speaking of, if you've got recommendations for future episodes, any requests or anything, please let me know because July is kind of a blank slate at the moment. Anyway, um, and I've done a lot of aliens, and I'm kind of looking to, I need to diversify a little bit. Anyway, I put in a request for recommendations and and suggestions in the Discord, and I said, my. <laughs> 
my totally reasonable and understandable request was non-sneeple slash alien. I'm sorry. Wait a second. What the fuck is a sneeple? <laughs> a snake person. <laughs> Wouldn't you call it a snapple? No, it's a, sn- a sneeple. I can't do snapple. That's already a thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, and B- Victoria Aveline comes in and is like, sneeple. <laughs> And I was like, oh no, I have to explain what I mean. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I meant snake person. I meant snake person. I've actually read quite a bit of snake person uh, fiction recently, and that is going to be an episode. Yeah. I mean, I kind of assumed, considering that you were talking about Sneeple and how you didn't need any more of them. So, uh, also, in this final bit of pluggables. Mm. If you are at all inclined, um, you should absolutely, definitely, 100% check out our, our bookstore. You can also just, if you buy anything at bookshop.org, use our affiliate link and proceeds go to us. Listen, I make a fast sack of cash off of that, by which I mean about a dollar per purchase. Um, Ayy. I, Ayy. Yeah, I'm fucking rolling in it, fam. But everything helps to support the podcast, yeah. you know, like hosting fees and all that stuff. Wait, I um, have a question. What? When the fuck is that cool ass merch going to come out? Hey, it's funny you should say that. Uh, you got a preview of yeah, of, of some dope-ass merch. Um, I am announcing some things in the episode uh, that we'll be releasing after this one. So not yet, technically. But you will be able to, the day that that drops, so July 7th, I am opening our merch store. And you will be able to purchase some of our very first, like, tentative merch that will then lead to bigger and cooler things. But I, I did some pretty dope shit, so. Yeah. Uh, um, and hilariously, that did actually sound like I had been prompted by Abigail in some way to do that. No, she just sent no. me messages to cause me psychic damage when um, <laughs> when I wasn't at work, which uh, it did work a little bit, uh, the psychic yeah. damage, yes. Um, and so I decided to bring it up because I thought, well, I mean, the psychic damage might be, was well be worth something, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be it's it it will be live on on uh, Wednesday, July 7th. And I have already bought some of it to to test it and to see to get like my little tester uh, versions of uh, my proofs. Positive I'm going to get a photo of you in the morning sometime with that shitty grin looking out over the top of a mug. And it will destroy me. Mhm. And all I'll be able to hear in my mind is you going, I'm a widow stinker. <laughs> and that's the end of this podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm just a widow stinker. <laughs>